Welcome to the Big Unlock Podcast, your leading source of info for insights and best practices in digital health and digital transformation. Join host Patty Padmanabhan, CEO of Demo Consulting and co-author of Healthcare Digital Transformation, how technology, consumerism, and pandemic are accelerating the future in conversation with leading practitioners of healthcare and technology. Hello again, and welcome back to this episode of the Big Unlock Podcast. I'm your host, Adi Padmanabhan. I am the CEO of Demo Consulting. We are a digital transformation advisory firm that works in healthcare. My special guest today is Dr. Taha Kasku. He's the director of machine learning, the chief medical officer for Amazon Web Services. Taha talks about Amazon's investments in AI and ML for the healthcare space, talks about their work with healthcare organizations across the globe, talks about the challenges with data and addresses topics such as algorithmic bias and how Amazon is investing to address these challenges in a structured and systematic way. Let's jump into the conversation. And before we go there, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the generous sponsorship of our partners, Biva. I am thrilled to be here today with Dr. Taha Kashut, Director of Machine Learning and Artificial Intelligence and Chief Medical Officer at Amazon Web Services. Taha, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for setting aside the time to be with us. Thank you so much for having me, Patty. So why don't we start a little bit with, you You have a very interesting background. You worked in the government, you worked in private sector, you worked with health systems. Tell us a little bit about your background and also your uh, role and responsibilities at uh, AWS. Yeah, no, thank you again for having me. My role at Amazon spans bridging tech, science, and medicine in ways that we can help develop the right technology services and also help customers solve their problems. In my current role, I really enjoy working with the scientists, engineers, and, and, and product managers, but also interface very directly with customers in healthcare, life sciences, genomics, at all sizes, from startups to academia to uh, large uh, Fortune 500 companies, trying to really help solve uh, concrete problems for patients and consumers and, and health systems or introduce better ways about how they can operate more efficiently or design better systems. So tell us a little bit about your time at the government. Before coming to Amazon, I was at the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, This was in Obama's second term, where uh, I was the first chief health informatics officer. And my role really there spanned across, you know, how I can really bring innovation and big data and cloud and machine learning into spurring innovation in industry, but also where FDA can move at the pace where, um, you know, how it can ensure assure the safety and efficacy of the products on the market in a way that's, that you bring uh, some of these advanced, uh, advancements in technologies and, and the cloud and help medical reviewers as well as work very closely with industry, medical device companies, pharmaceutical companies, and digital health companies uh, to be able to um, help them innovate yet be able to kind of offer those safe and effective medical products the last couple of years at the FDA, I was part of the core team at FDA that worked collaborating with NIH and the Office of National Coordinator on, on President Obama's Precision Medicine Initiative. Uh, and part of that, how uh, we introduced something called Precision FDA. It's also built on AWS, by the way, to help industry better benchmark next generation sequencing, machine learning, and AI algorithms that come into market in ways that use a standard-based approach, uh, how you can ensure accuracy, reproducibility, but also in a way that can advance regulatory science. I have a unique background being both a clinician, I'm a cardiologist, interventional by training, as well as 
biostatistician with a lot of depth in applications and population surveillance, clinical trials, and bringing innovation in, in big data, and whether that's for disease surveillance, for uh, post-market analysis and monitoring. So the whole life cycle, from dreaming up something to bring it to, uh, to reality, to be able to kind of you know, advance those, uh, those therapeutics. Uh, I've, I've done it all, so, so to speak. And it's, it's really great to be at Amazon because we like to think of big problems and how we can solve them for these customers. So the, the fact that you uh, bring that perspective, understanding those problems and having uh, the level of depth with these customers to be able then to really kind of work then with the uh, engineers and the scientists we have on our side to help craft the right strategy, but also and really understand how we can uh, go deep on, on solving those problems for these customers. And I'd love to go into that a little bit about how Amazon is really helping uh, uh, your customers, specifically in the healthcare space. Before we get into that, I wanted to get your thoughts at a very high level on the current state of AI and ML in healthcare. Now, AI is, is a somewhat overused term, uh, very loosely used. And specifically in the context of health systems and health plan, but more, more importantly, health systems, which is a kind of the f- focus of most of what this podcast is about. And, you know, that's, what, that's where most of my guests come from. What is the current state? Uh, where are we seeing the big wins? You know, where, you know, the hype versus the reality. Can you just give us a quick, uh, you know, kind of an overall take on this? I mean, first, it's good to, to understand, like, what is machine learning, right? I mean, machine learning is transformative technology. It's probably going to be one of the most transformative technologies we've seen. And it's a technology that can use data to build algorithms that allow computer-based systems to generate a model for meaningful interpretation. And for, for health, is also for potential clinical use. And the dust has settled in on a number of areas in machine learning. So, for example, natural language processing or natural language understanding. The uh, better uh, algorithms are really high accurate, so you can imagine for predictions uh, tasks, uh, but also for pattern recognition. If you look at, 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 at health data for the major part, that's unstructured data that comes in uh, images, comes in notes, uh, comes in signals. And machine learning is really amazing for sequential and unstructured data. Uh, which is that's exactly what uh, sort of the type of data that we encounter in, in health space. Where we are seeing the most traction, I mean, today, like healthcare life science organizations, as I mentioned earlier, from the, the largest healthcare providers to uh, the payers and IT vendors to the smallest uh, system integrators and across the gl- globe are applying AWS machine learning services to improve patient outcomes and, and, and accelerate decision making. You saw over the last decade now the digitization of medical records data. We went from something like 15% not too long ago, maybe five, six years ago. Some of your data was still in paper charts where it is today, about 98% of health systems are captioned that in in digital form. And with that comes a really amazing business opportunity with this value-based care. Uh, So so where the health system is really moving more towards the quality of care and the outcomes uh, to be measured. And and now you have more data to be able to derive those decisions. Uh, This is where machine learning paired with data interoperability uh, can help uncover ways to enhance patient care, improve uh, outcomes, and ultimately save lives while uh, while at the same time be able to uh, drive operation efficiency uh, to lower uh, the overall cost of care. And by enabling secure access to health data and supporting healthcare providers with predictive machine learning models, we're seeing where clinicians are able to seamlessly forecast clinical events like stroke, cancer, heart attack, and and intervene more early with personalized care and and superior patient experience. Uh, On the life science uh, companies like pharma and biotech, 
We're seeing them design better therapeutics, really amazing opportunity right now in, in fast-tracking the drug discovery cycle, something that takes, you know, as we saw with Moderna, like something that takes uh, 10 years, they were able to do in matters of weeks or months. Similarly with, um, you know, that's on vaccines and now more on even cancer therapeutics and also on medical devices. And what we work on with, with Amazon Web Services is our cloud. By the way, cloud was invented by Amazon, and that's the form of Amazon Web Services or AWS. I mean, we provide these customers and healthcare and life science organizations with absolutely the broadest and deepest set of purpose-built uh, AI machine learning services on top of most comprehensive cloud. So that includes data storage, security, analytics, compute services, and, and beyond. And as you saw also with how our health AI services, now there are purpose-built services for health industry, such as Amazon Comprehend Medical, that can help analyze and detect information and extract and structure it from medical notes or radiology reports and that sort of thing, such as medications and conditions and uh, medications, and then be able to map it to the right ontology, whether that's SNOMED or ICD or, or RxNorm, and, and give you full transparency in, in, the, in the accuracy about how, how we're doing. And so with confidence, of course, Amazon HealthLake is how you can store, index, and analyze this massive amount of information at scale and in a matter of, of, of minutes. And we have a number of other services as well. And, and then with consistent data transparency, and control to protect patient privacy. We want these customers to be able to make sense of their vast uh, troves of, of health data, but at the same time support their machine learning work workloads to do uh, to make sense of this data. And we are committed to developing fair and accurate AI machine learning services and providing the tools and guidance needed for these customers to build uh, responsible applications, uh, responsible AI and machine learning applications. Yeah. Now, of course, Amazon, as you mentioned, is a, is a leader in the cloud business and a lot of health healthcare organizations are moving to the cloud and they're moving to the cloud for a variety of reasons. Uh, analytics is one of the reasons. But I'm curious to learn from your experience. Can you talk to us about maybe one or two examples of how healthcare providers have, you know, you talked about the digitization of electronic medical records. It's a very high penetration, almost 100%. And it's dramatic. It's in fact, in many ways, is the single largest digital transformation that we've seen in you know one of the largest uh, the digitization of paper in healthcare. And now that's all table stakes, right? So all that information is there. It's all unstructured for the most part, but there's a lot of structured data. Can you talk to us about maybe one or two examples of where your machine learning capabilities and your tools and algorithms and so on have made a difference? And talk about one or two use cases maybe for the benefit of our listeners. Absolutely. I mean, so talking about uh, maybe two use cases, one on operational efficiency, which we see the, the, a lot of traction machine learning there, and, and one on the analytics. Uh, on the operational efficiency, for example, Harvard Beth Israel uh, Deaconess Medical uh, Center uh, uses deep learning uh, models on built on Amazon SageMaker. Amazon SageMaker is our end-to-end -end, uh, product that, uh, for developers and scientists to be able to build, train, and deploy machine learning models, but also detect bias in the process or be able to monitor those in the wild. But they were able to optimize the schedule of its 41 operating uh, rooms and align those schedules to improve patient flow in, in, uh, in the inpatient uh, settings. But they also use Amazon Comprehend Medical because, you know, as you can imagine, for a regional hospital that are receiving a lot of 
patients for uh, being referred to that hospital for operations and whatnot, they come with Harry Potter worth of documentations. So to be able to kind of sift through all that documentation, extract key medical terms, you know, anywhere from, you know, comorbidity, prior procedures, even their blood type and that sort of thing. So this is where Amazon Comprehend Medical um, uh, purpose-built service, uh, HIPAA eligible for that understand the context of the medical text and extract these meanings, they were able to use uh, those to identify history and physical sort of information that's really needed before before you can go to, to see that, 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 that procedure. So that's, that's one example on how a health system was able to realize operational efficiency in those settings. And that not only translated in dollars saved and schedules are really more aligned between surgeons and patients, but also the benefit to the patients that would have a better experience end-to-end, and also for the surgeons to be able to have more meaningful schedules. On the healthcare side with analytics, I mean, this is what really we're excited, you know, with the use case with Rush University Medical Center. So we work with them on, with AWS and uh, to create a cloud-based analytics hub using Amazon Health Lake that I just mentioned. I mean, this hub allows them to securely analyze patient admissions, discharges, and hospital capacity in real time in order to provide uh, care to the most critically ill patients. So they are using predictive models around also social determinants of health across the west side of Chicago to help them identify and fill care gaps before before they happen. And and this is really a, a great example about how they're able to bring all that information, organize and index in Health Lake, and then start layering all these analytics from hotspotting to be able to identify those at risk, and also looking outside the health system to look at additional data sources for, uh, you know, detecting such terms of health, such, such as census, uh, HIGI, uh, you know, uh, blood pressure monitors in in stores and whatnot, and really kind of get more of a complete picture around around that population because they, they really care about building that care base for, for all of Chicago metropolitan population. And which health system was this that you mentioned? This is uh, Rush University Medical Rush Center. University, got it. Let's take a quick break, and I'd like to acknowledge our partners and sponsors, Be Well. And if you like this podcast, rate us on whatever favorite podcast platform you're listening on. And if you're interested in listening to the archives, visit us at thebigunlock.com. With that, back to the conversation. That's a great example. You talked about your classic population health management case, you know, care gaps and uh, risk stratification and, and so on and so forth. But you also talked about all the different data sources, uh, both within the organization and then outside the organization. Now there's a lot of, well, first of all, if, if, if there's anything healthcare is known for is the fragmented nature of the data landscape. So within an organization, there's silos of data. And then when you start looking at data from outside the organization, whether it's social determinants or genomic data or anything that comes from the outside, Give us your uh, sort of state of the union on wh- how you're approaching this, maybe from an Amazon Health Lake perspective or any other perspective. How are you helping your clients sort through this, the whole plethora of data sources, but also the messiness of you know the data sources? Absolutely. I mean, as I mentioned, like while healthcare organizations are capturing huge volumes of patient information in medical records every day, however, this data is really not easy to use or analyze. As a matter of fact, 97% of this information today is not being used at the point of care. This data, as, as you just mentioned, I mean, it's, it's trapped in, it's unstructured in nature. I mean, it's trapped in lab reports, insurance claims, clinical studies, recorded conversations, x-rays and doctor notes and more. And the process to extract this information has been fairly labor-intensive and error-prone. And, and the cost of operational complexity is 
a challenge to most of these health organizations. And what we're finding is like every healthcare provider or a payer, even life science company is trying to solve this problem of structuring the data because if you do, you can make better patient support decisions, uh, design better clinical trials, operate more efficiently, and even identify population health trends and get ahead. And uh, the majority of this medical data today is also stored in various forms and formats and systems that are not exposed through application programming and faces APIs or microservices. I mean, you're really still trying to deal with that. But the impact, you can feel that, you know, I mentioned a couple of examples, one on a population level and how Russian University Medical Center is trying to really accomplish uh, better uh, insights on their population or Harvard um, Bethesda Hospital, how they are, you know, realizing better operation efficiencies, machine learning. But even at the point of care, I mean, today, the most widely used clinical models, like predicting, let's say, one's heart risk, are built from commonly available variables with very simple features that are about 10 to 30 data points. Don't get to the level of truly kind of peeling the onions for these patients. I mean, today, even the most common conditions like diabetes or depression or, for example, of diabetic patients, only 10% of those are similar. So kind of think through the therapeutic options and what's best for the patient. Oftentimes, it takes a while just to kind of get through really just understanding from a data-driven approach what really might work for them rather than just this broad stroke of approach. And today, if you look at patient's medical record, it has at least 200,000, 300,000 data points, including your medical notes. And unfortunately, none of that is used to manage patients or predict their outcomes. And what you want, you want all this data come together in an organized way at a point of care in order to build better and more accurate predictions. And this is really where, I mean, the reason we introduced a couple of years ago, Amazon HealthLake, it really just to kind of start helping these customers address these challenges by where it, it helps by storing the information, indexing this information, structuring uh, the data and organize it in a way that now you can uh, start building better analytics on more information on the patients. So, and, and today, as you know, there are standards about around being developed by the community for the last five to six years around the fast healthcare interoperability resources or a FHIR standard. And FHIR is amazing for exchanging data in a structured way, or it's a really a great uh, lexicon for, for or de facto standard for healthcare data. However, if the majority of the data is still unstructured, you still need to be able to kind of go the heavy lift about indexing and structuring that information. And, and this is where, where HealthLake really comes in mind because uh, we have machine learning model trained to support these organizations to automatically normalize and index and structure this data and uh, bring this information in a way that creates more of a complete view of a patient's entire medical history. So that we're making it easier for providers to understand the relationship with data, disease progression, but also compare to the rest of the population. So it can derive uh, better and, and increase operation efficiency ability to use the data to support better um, patient outcomes, and then bring the power of the machine learning capabilities that we have uh, built on AWS uh, to this kind of problem. So that way you can design better cohorts. You can be able to now design you know, better dashboards to monitor these patients, compare these patients, but also start personalizing at the individual level, such as predicting disease onset and, and that sort of thing. And one of the things is when we bring this massive amount of information, the majority of it is unstructured, we use machine learning capabilities integrated within a health lake that can understand medical context, extract this information from medical notes, for example, and augment the record. And then all that every data point on the timeline is now then mapped also into the FHIR standard. So that way it can be immensely helpful when you're trying to exchange this information and uh, be able to uh, store it and exchange it. 
Now, one part of this, all of this, is the wrangling of the data, the different data sets, the quality of the data, bringing it all together into Health Lake, you know, standardizing them, normalizing them, making them usable, and then making them accessible through Fire APIs or whatever the case may be. The other part of it is the algorithms itself. Now, there is, uh, from all indications, the acceptance of AI algorithms in enabling clinical care it covers a spectrum. You know, there may be the ones that you mentioned, Beth Israel and Russia and others who are kind of at the, the leading edge and they're, they're fine with it, they accept it, they use it in clinical decision-making. There are others who are not there yet. Where do you think is the big gap in the acceptance and what are some of the issues we need to be thinking about as we start applying AI ML in a healthcare context? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned data quality and of course bias comes with that. As I mentioned, I mean, I do believe we're over the hyperbole of what machine learning is with concrete now applications around national language processing, pattern recognition, uh, better predictions that you can really do with these algorithms. And we're seeing that in across life sciences and healthcare customers that are really benefiting from this. I mean, Moderna is another example how they were able within 48 hours predict the, uh, the protein and within 45 days be able to kind of have a clinical grade vaccines and in 60 days end to end from when they discovered the protein to starting the clinical trial. By the end of the year, what FDA approved was exactly the same protein to predict the first 48 hours. This is a power of not just how you apply machine learning. I mean, they're applying machine learning across the entire end-to-end data strategy from data annotation to uh, understanding any biases in information, the data wrangling that comes with it, uh, putting all this information together and lean on machine learning. Like, for example, with healthcare, would be, you know, with the ma- large majority of it is unstructured data. This is why we have Amazon Comprehend Medical, National Language Processing Understand Medical Context can extract medical entities it, and then map those, the data in healthcare, not only multimodal, but also highly contextual. There are codes, like, you know, diseases have certain standards, like ICDs, drugs, whether that's generic or uh, branded and all the formulary around them, there where there's an RX norm center around this. So also help machine learning trained, uh, purpose built, and also pre-trained to understand this information and understand the context that this is a family history, this is negation, here's anatomy. Structure that information now where you can really, with full transparency, into score about, you know, the information extracted and the relations. This condition comes with this medication, this medication with this route, this route comes with this sort of dosage and whatnot. We're really removing a huge heavy lift for these customers in order for them to structure this information in in the first place. With that comes, you know, really need to look at when we talk about machine learning and AI, look at that as an end-to-end data strategy from the data prep to when you build those models to when you deploy those models and then when you monitor those models in the wild. And there's no one model that you can put out there and expect it's going to work forever. I mean, these models do degradate. Just take one machine learning model, uh, let's say working on assistant radiologists in one hospital train on one data set, uh, take the same model across the street to another hospital, suddenly it's not working. And health system acquire a lot of hospitals. You acquire one hospital that's using, let's say, an old coding system of ICD-9 instead of ICD-10, and suddenly your sepsis model no longer works. Uh, so these are technical biases that comes in the data. But And this is really where, I mean, so if I'm just kind of take it from the top, we at AWS are committed to developing fair and accurate AI machine learning services and providing the tools and guidance needed so that way these applications are done responsibly in the first place. And this is really where we're making a lot of material investment across the entire data journey in democratizing machine learning to the masses at scale and also ensuring that data, data privacy. If I'm to break this down into some components, I mean, first, detecting the bias. If I'm to you know refer to that as, as, as data drift, I mean, biases 
are imbalances in data uh, or disparities in the performance of these models across different demographic groups. So this is also where area where machine learning really is tremendous and help mitigate the bias by detecting potential bias during the data preparation and or data wrangling. And then after modern training and in your deployed model, uh, so as you examine specific attributes, I mean, so you'll be able to understand, break the black box. These are the features went into those models. These are the features influencing the output. These are features could be potentially the output, but you haven't looked at. Uh, because not every feature that goes in the model is, is a predictor. Some of these, there's contamination. So these can be where you can start having different kind of biases in the output. So, so just kind of give you the full transparency end to end. And then of course, the monitoring. And this is where the human review is so important in this process. So understanding model behavior, once you develop it on a subset of population, which is, I mean, very common in, in healthcare today, if you come up with a new drug, you you design a clinical trial. You're not going to design clinical trial on everyone in the population in the world. You design that clinical trial, and then on that population that you controlled for every variation and variable, then you put it out in the world, and then you, that's when your post-market surveillance starts. So no, you need to monitor yeah. for adverse events and other things. So, but imagine now you have all the tools necessary working for you, and that is really what we package. Amazon SageMaker with these features like Amazon Cloudify to understand this bias early on, be able then to monitor these, these models. And with machine learning, you don't design one or two models. I mean, typically you build hundreds, thousands of these models until you get to the best performing one, like a leaderboard. And then even then you have to continuously monitor because the data is going to drift, the model is going to drift as you apply, let's say your heart failure prediction in one population or one hospital, try to take you another region, different kind of construct of the population. You need to be able to constantly iterate an agile way to, yeah. to, to do that. Thank you for addressing a lot of the topics in there, actually. Uh, you talked about how by acknowledging the potential for bias and then addressing it in a you know, very structured and methodical way, you try to eliminate or minimize or reduce the, the bias. And uh, it can have a lot of other uh, positive effects you know, in, in, in terms of ensuring social equity, health equity, and you know, a lot of other positive benefits that come out of it. We covered a lot of ground there, Taha, and we're almost at the end of our time here. I, want, I do want to ask you a question about the different healthcare bets that Amazon's making. You've got Amazon Care, you've got Alexa Voice Services, you've got HealthLake, you had talked about Comprehend Medical, you know, SageMate. You've got all of this. Now, how does your practice and the machine learning practice and how do you support all of these other do they all come together under one uh, sort of a consolidated umbrella or are they all different can you talk to us a little bit about that i can only speak about my role within aws i mean aws i mean we build the technologies and the services to help solve a lot of these problems and from healthcare providers to payers to life science companies and biotech at all sizes and levels and complexity, why not? Uh, so, so our goal is just to build that those technologies. And as you can see, the, the material investment we're making in making machine learning as boring as possible, anyone should be should be able to pick it up. But then also start really try to kind of break the, the, the black box and the, remove the complexity and the heavy lift for a lot of these a lot of these customers. So healthcare problems are healthcare problems, no, no matter who is building what for whom. The, with machine learning and AI, I mean, those are transformation technologies, and we want to be able to give and build them the right way, but also uh, give the right guidance about how they can be built in a responsible way. This is how our approach to it is on, on the AWS side, and, and we partner with a lot of healthcare providers and, and, and customers to uh, because we see a lot of repeated sort of use cases across the board. 
which is enough for us to really understand the heavy lifting and, and in the first place, why we start making those services in the first place. So would it be fair to say that in some way, even an Amazon Care is an internal customer for some of your some of your services, just like a Beth Israel or, or a Rush or any of those healthcare providers would be? I mean, you have to, I can't talk about Amazon Care, but you have to, to think about Amazon Web Services is a cloud provider, whether that's internal customer is going to use the cloud or an external customer is going to use the cloud. That's how we will look at it. And then they're going to have a lot of common problems. And that's exciting for us because then we can really think hard about the heavy lifts that they observe and then be able to really start kind of peeling the onion on those. But what's really exciting in the last few years now is on the AWS side, we're building those purpose-built services pre-trained on the medical, understand medical context, whether that's Amazon Compound Medical, Amazon Transcribe Medical to understand medical transcriptions, Amazon HealthLake to really provide you that scale with with indexing and, and information on patients and be able to really kind of build these dashboards and cohorts and do these wonderful prediction models, whether that's for operation efficiencies, improving outcome or reducing biases and, and closing uh, gaps in care. I mean, I do believe today's world population, 4 billion people around earth today don't have access to care. Forget about high quality care. Right. And I do believe that AI and technology have to be part of the future that can close access to care and provide more equitable solutions. So innovations in precision medicine, APIs for data interoperability and system interoperability, chatbots, intelligent scribes, those are components can really be part of that solution to bring more equitable care to the world. Very well said. Well, we're going to have to leave it there for today. It was such a pleasure speaking with you, Taha. And thank you so much for sharing your insights and all the very best to you and your team. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, Patty. It's been fun. Once again, I'd like to thank our partners, BeWell, for their sponsorship and their support. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We invite you to subscribe to our weekly newsletter, The Healthcare Digital Transformation Leader. Write to us at info at with your feedback and questions. 